So we are kickstarting our podcast series with uh, Ankur during uh, this COVID time. Um, all right, so let's quickly say what we are trying to do here. So Stop Being Boring is a community of people who are trying to improve their soft skills through performing arts, be it improv, theater, stand-up, beatboxing, storytelling, etc. So Ankur, a quick bio, undergrad from uh, CBS, then he went and did his... Uh, interaction design from National Institute of Design, Ahmedabad. Then like he has gone on to do being a design lead at Brown Glass, senior UX designer at Amazon, founder of the NIC that we'll talk about in a bit, uh, which is an improv comedy club based out of Delhi. Then he's also a startup mentor. And right now he's the head of design at OLX. Um, Ankur, so thanks a lot for doing this first, right? I hope I didn't miss out anything about your bio. Right? No, yeah, this is already embarrassing. <laughs> already embarrassing. Okay, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so, in, in my workshops, I make sure, and Sumit, who is there in the list, would watch for it. We make sure that nobody introduces themselves. Ah. And we want it to like happen like really at the end or may not happen during the workshop because then people start talking, you know, I, I did four years there, I did five years there, and uh, I'm from that institute, and you know, I'm that. So, it's like, uh, you are here to be in the moment. Just yeah. be in the moment, not worrying about who you are. So I hope what I speak is as a person now and uh, whatever comes to my mind, being honest about it. Yeah. Okay. So being in the moment, let's start with that. Because one of the core principles of improv is being in the moment, right? This right. kind of gives this perfect thing to start off with, which what we are trying to do is how do you tie these art forms to the soft skills, right? Which you correctly established right now, which is, you know, it's, it's become part of you. Right? Wherever you go, you're being in the moment. Right? So tell us about that story. So why did this happen? Right? So when did you start about thinking about improv? Right? Then you of course took the action to go and learn this somewhere or multiple places. And now you're in the third stage, which is like you've started a community. Right? So let's start with that. Okay. So uh, Sam, you talk about two things and I like to break it down to two things as well, which is uh, the first thing is about uh, being in the moment. Right. And the second thing is about the journey. So let's just break it down into two and, and maybe I'll take one at a time. Okay. Uh, being in the moment, I would say that it's not just an improv thing, but any performance arts for that matter. Mm. For example, you look at these dancers who are really enjoying themselves, you know, on stage. Of course, they are in the moment. You cannot not be in that moment and enjoy so much. Or I, 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 I quote this example so many times. Uh, if you have seen, uh, do you like Indian Ocean, the band? And then uh, they they have this uh, they had actually Sushmit Sen as one of the lead guitarists right yeah. and you would see joy in his eyes while he was playing. He, was, he would be like an <laughs> orgasmic reaction on his face. You can't do all those things until unless you're completely in that moment. So uh, I would take it further and say it's not just improv but any performance art that you be a part of makes you makes it necessary for you to be in the moment right and once you once you do it consistently over and over again like uh, right now i need to be in the moment completely with you and not be distracted about thousands of things which are happening in my life mm. otherwise i'll always be distracted and and that's what happens you're always distracted but this helps you focus mm. and uh, improv more so why because it is pretty spontaneous it's just like it's like so fast that if you're not listening very attentively, you're going to miss what your partner said. So I'm assuming a lot of people listening to this would be knowing about improv. Bangalore is a community, 
huge improv community. We come to Bangalore to learn uh, during the Bangalore Improv Fest, plugging ICB. Uh, and and uh, it's, it's great because the community uh, is, is there and uh, they'll understand what I'm talking about. So it's like I start a scene and the other person responds to it very quickly. And if he doesn't respond to it quickly, it's not going to work out. So the person needs to be completely in the moment, listening to the other person and responding on, on the spot very, very fast. So it makes you even more grounded in terms of I cannot think of anything else. Mm. But what is happening in this scene? This scene is about a deer, a deer which has one ear. Mm. And and we need to just talk about that. It also has a bell around it. And you know, I just go to deep, deep into that and in describing it, building on it, the story continues, and I can't miss it. So so yes, every performing art will push you towards being in the moment, improv more so because it's so, so bloody spontaneous. And, and that's why we love it as well. The second part of your question, do you want to continue or you want to? Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, please. Yeah. The second part is how did I actually uh, right. got into it? So uh, from my NID days, uh, NID is as an institute, thankfully, uh, is a place which really lets you explore different storytelling mediums. So even though I was part of interaction design or uh, computer focused courses, just to see these guys around creating havoc with the storytelling mm. was really inspiring. So we all intended to go towards storytelling mediums, try different mediums, try theater, try uh, films to communicate our concepts. So even though I'm a product designer, I make app apps and I make uh, websites and I make mostly mobile uh, applications, even though I do that, but there's a story to it. Like how would the person come inside the app? How would he use it? How would he go around, you know, buying things, selling things, and also to present my concepts, I need to be a good storyteller. So, so storytelling kinds of uh, is is really in the DNA of uh, a designer. That really propelled me to try different mediums. So, even though I started working uh, as a as a professional designer, I started exploring my interest in theatre. So, there's Hindi theatre group in Bangalore called Kalayan, and that was the place where I started uh, kind of my training with a with a guy called Mathura Kaloni. They, these guys do only Hindi plays. Uh, I think the only group which does only Hindi plays. And during the journey, I realized that, you know, I have my own stories as well. And I started writing and started producing my own plays. So we did uh, we did uh, two plays in Bangalore. And then uh, when I shifted back to Delhi, I did plays here as well. But, you know, doing a play in a production is, is, is cost intensive, is extremely time intensive. You need a lot of uh, production behind it and that is where I you know could not sustain it because it was I was losing money I was also not able to kind of keep that group alive of like 15 people working on a play and then what happens in a play is you know once you make it it's gone after that so there is no recording there's nothing it's just like a you know uh, we call it red kapahad or like uh, sand castles they just fall off that is the time when I uh, when, when there's a guy called Deepak uh, in, in uh, Gurgaon who was doing who is from, I think, yours truly, trained from yours truly uh, group in Bangalore. And he was doing some playback uh, slash improv, mm. uh, mostly playback. And that's where I got introduced to it. I was very intrigued with it, but this was very playbackish. And that is where also I got a chance, luckily, to go to Seattle for a long time. And there, that is where I really so opened Seattle, So Amazon, I'm assuming? Yes, yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. So Amazon did a lot of good. <laughs> to me uh, professionally okay. as well as uh, uh, you know in, in this area of, of creative art uh, that is where I got introduced to re the real improv and you know teachers and I was like wow it is taught 
Mm. It is a course. It is a six months course. It <laughs> is a one year course, and there are levels into it. And and I did a couple of levels there. Then I was like, uh, dude, I need to learn more. So I took leave and I went to New York to learn more. Oh, I, I studied there as well because I was very. Uh, I was like, this is it. This is that's it. So I how like, so from theater to improv? Um, I mean, apart from the fact that you know you're losing money and other things, but it's a very different art form, right? And right. you found this to be more enjoyable. Like, what intrigued you more towards this improv? Yeah, the the tenets of this okay thing okay was so powerful. And we'll talk about those. Uh, and mm-hmm. one of them is definitely being in the moment. But that's as I said, is a common tenet. Right. There are other things, for example, make your partner look better. Right. I had never seen that, so I went to see Nasiruddin Shah's shows in Bangalore in uh, that I forgot the name of the auditorium, uh, the big huge auditorium, and I was like, "Wow, man, this he killed it. He killed it, but he also killed his partners, <laughs> you know." And it was only Nasir that you saw at the end, which uh, was great. So, I, of course, uh, I can't say enough about his talent and whatever. No, uh, I, uh, yeah. What I'm trying to say is that it's an it's a different feeling. Suddenly, right. I was you're talking about a community. Suddenly, right. you're talking about joy between people. Suddenly, it's about not me anymore. It's about me, Sumit, Anshu, everybody together. Right. And that is what was uh, like. Yeah, this is this is amazing. Mm. But this is just one of it. And right. then um, the agreement thing. Mm. Uh, you have to agree agree on stage and move on. Yes, sir. Yes, and mm. now I was like. Wow! Mm-hmm. So there was this simple exercise which uh, which I started there and which was like you know just create a story mm-hmm. and, and use no after every sentence. So you start a story with one person. He says there was a blue car. No, it was a red car. No, actually it was a yellow car. But the story is going nowhere. And the moment you put it like yes, it was a blue car. Yes, and there was a driver in it who looked very burly. And it, yes, he had mustache which was huge. And now here you see a story getting built. Mm. Imbibing this was such a beautiful thing. You know, it, it's become like a jargon now. Yes, and yes, and yes, and. But there's a there's a jargon, and then there's imbibing it in your life, mm. which really makes a difference. So all these tenets, when they come inside you, it's like uh, it's like harmony of a different sort. And when I saw that, and I also realized that that it's uh, we talked about this earlier uh, while we were discussing. I got so difficult to start. Mm. It's something which is. Come, come. Let's join. Let's join. It has that feeling to it, and and uh, and how many art forms can easily say that? Right. It's, it's not like, and if you look at the history of it, so Viola Spolin, who really started improv games, she started for kids to get for immigrant kids to actually merge with the society in America, and that was where the genesis of improv lies. Mm. So it was in community building to start with. And and I was uh, talking about this to uh, another great guy. His name is Jay Supo. He's a, a great improvise uh, improv teacher. And we we're discussing that you know, it's so beautiful to see all these people coming in, and then everybody's walking with this halo. Ah uh, no no, pele up, pele up. No you go ahead. I think everybody's so giving. Everybody's agreeing. Yeah yeah. This is uh, this this tea is very good. Yeah yeah, this tea is very good. This tea is awesome. This I've never had a better tea than this. Mm. so suddenly everybody is happy everybody is giving and it just creates so much of joy and positivity i realize that i've been speaking for a long time now no no, no it's, it's it's totally cool don't worry about it be in the moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so okay so now my point was because you did theater for so long right uh, were you able to accept or appreciate improv more would you say that uh, yes mm. i would say that because i've seen the hardships of normal theater right and the production cost for example of an improv show is nothing i think yeah uh, we when we take a big theater in delhi it would cost us around 45 to 50000 rupees uh, and there is no way that you can recover that money you have to give tickets to everybody and and uh, there is a line of uh, bribe that happens to get there and until unless you are in very good terms with the theater group like theater places and right. their owners you will never get discounts mm. nobody sponsors so it's like a big battle to create a show in improv it's is much easier to create right. a show it's much easier to reach out to people it's uh, so yeah there is there's no elitism attached right. to okay. so elitism so is that what you also mean by you know improv is so welcoming right like the entry barrier is so to speak literally nothing right like anyone can join absolutely now, how difficult it is to get out of this you cannot get out of this you cannot get out of improv no <laughs> and you should not <laughs> and i'm just kidding but of course if if you're not enjoying it you should not do it mm. uh, but i've seen very few people who have genuinely entered you know there's some people who are like i'll just come to see mm. i can watch your workshop and i'm like watch a workshop like you know it's like no please don't please participate and right. and, uh, and so that's the different people who participate and just realize once they are hard to uh, they cannot go back it's 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 just so beautiful why would you go back okay it's now playing the devil's advocate okay yeah. so which is i've heard from people i also had this opinion and i still have which is hey you know something like a theater or stand up right it takes time for you to write the material and then polish that material you know was like after this word i have to put this word so that it rhymes better right like you're thinking about so many things and so much effort goes into that right and then um then there's improv right where you're just like going on the stage and you're like hey i'll be in the moment i'll just like build on what my partner is saying you know and i'll make him look good right like th- those are the big rules that you remember and then you just go and enjoy it right and you also said that while you were talking earlier which was like like people sometimes even think that hey uh, fuck the audience right i don't care about them i'm here to have fun right so when people put up these things which is um, maybe improv is not a really you know like this art form art form per se right what do you say to people like that or people who have opinions like that you really playing the devil's advocate here <laughs> Mm-hmm. so no i uh, so I, i'll give you a very small example so i did all these classes i came back i started actually giving classes so mm-hmm. i started teaching people and this this question always comes up right this mm-hmm. is a it's a very relevant point and when you realize uh, getting into it is easy to get on to really start enjoying it so that you start enjoying the nuances of it as well mm-hmm. so it's very easy to say you know there was a deer and then deer had something in his neck and but to understand what's the structure of it so there is structure to the story here as well mm. there is something which we call as a platform so a scene is played on a uh, based on a platform so mm. you and i will keep we are standing for a first few moments of the scene to mm. really build that scene up mm. it's also called a scene painting if you have done your uh, workshop you would know that that what are we creating in this room yeah, where are the is now uh-huh. right so we we understand the platform that we there will be a tilt or a right. moment where we will try to find what is happening today what is special today 
why are we here today because mm. today is your birthday right and and that's how we give the tilt now we are deconstructing a scene here mm. as you would deconstruct a joke so okay. there's a very uh, very good uh, video by uh, what is it called abish and and kaniz uh, on deconstructing a scene and i think maybe uh, we should post it later somewhere in the podcast as well as to what is this what is this structure about because right. there is a structure to this as well correct right. there is a process to making a good scene as well mm. but we don't want to bombard new people with it because then they will start thinking about it this should become your second nature by doing various exercises that we will do mm. you do this word balls you do this simple games of throwing things you start becoming uninhibited you start becoming spontaneous you start becoming so many things and then you introduce the structure okay and then you work on the structure and each point for example is characters now how do you build up new characters how do i come in the scene and sometimes i'm going to speak like this but other times i'm going to be very mellow mm. is there a structure to this or is it just happening by itself it happens by itself as well but there is a structure to it as well so there is a theory to it and there is a practice to it a lot of people can do it intuitively and a lot of people can do it by learning a little more so how do i make set 12 characters in 12 different scenes i don't want to be the same character all the time mm. but how do i do that like you know so those kind of things how do i make sure that my partner feels good it's called an offer so when when i give you an offer if we meet in the scene i say hey it is so good to see you it, it, you know you have come here after two years this house really needed you son and i've already told you who you are right what i'm doing right it's now is easy for me to build on top of that okay uh-huh. so it's my theory which is helping me understand that i'm working with a new person uh, we might not have a great chemistry in the scene right now let me be very generous and give him all that he needs so that he can react okay now that comes with training that comes with practice otherwise it will be like hi Rajesh Hi Rajesh how are you I am asking a question now we will teach them not to ask a question we will tell them if you have a question think of the answer and give the answer Rajesh you are not looking well your eyes are red do you have fever you you are sweating and suddenly you have a lot of things to play around with hey. yeah, i have i have been i have had fever since 3 days uh, I, i need to go get a test done yeah get it done from my mother's lab she she is running a discount and you know it just goes on so mm-hmm. it's like what i'm trying to say is that uh, starting a scene doing a scene might not look difficult and we have a lot of crutches in the games if you see short form mm. there's a there's a lot of crutches so we'll give you uh, a limitation you can only speak with a's right you only speak two words mm. now the audience is loving your constraint it's like yeah. audience is loving that you're struggling mm. but you're still not giving up <laughs> so you are enjoying that the audience is enjoying audience is enjoying that you're struggling mm. but If you take it to the next level, it's a narrative. I need to create a ten-minute scene with you, mm. which will require skill sets. Right. It will require you to be trained in those skill sets to be able to carry that. So, so that's that's how it is. Okay, great. So now let's talk about this other side, right? Which is how do you translate it into your day-to-day thing or probably in your career, right? So, like you correctly said, you know, in theater, it's more of this one person stealing the entire show, like who's better on stage and stuff like that. Whereas here, it's more like a level playing field, and you're also trying to make the other person look good, right? Now, will this like translate to you becoming a better team player or a better leader, 
like have you seen that like from your experience yeah yeah definitely definitely in not in and not just in career in my personal life as well okay it's it's uh, because it's, it's these are life skills as well uh, mm. so it's not just that it will help you in your career it will definitely help you in your career for example you have been called into into a meeting and you need to talk about something mm. right you are an improviser you need to <laughs> you can speak about anything so and here is something that you that you know about as well so <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> yeah so so suddenly you have this uh, power to be able to be very communicative very quickly right. right so how quickly can you explain a concept for example you know their audience as well so mm. so you treat people as audience you treat people as people who are absorbing information and you also realize that they are not the real audience because they are very negative mostly if you're working in a scenario everybody will be negative it will be like if you explain a concept they'll be like ha theek hai but you know and you realize that you know these guys know betting this guy is is doing no to your concept don't get offended that's oh. the natural response mm. that's a natural response for everybody mm. and it's not just again in office as i'm saying it could be in your daily life it yeah. doesn't be a wife your wife is waiting for the mistake in your argument and the moment she finds that mistake she'll come back at you yeah. right and then you know that she's nobutting and, and in that moment you don't react to it you smile because mm. you know what what has happened right now it is just an innate nature of a person to actually find a problem in the arguments right. this is like one they uh, make your partner look better i i i love this and the moment i've really imbibed it people are people are more accepting towards you because you're always saying yeah this guy actually you know he did better than what i did mm. and uh, he deserves the credit right and, and and you know bring people forward and say actually this guy did it uh. Uh, you know this team did it this is not this doesn't happen because everybody is fighting for uh, the raise yeah but the moment you do this you look different okay and and ultimately more likable so ultimately you don't end up losing money you 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 become a very important person who is like a cultural glue as well who is bringing people together who is a nice person to work with mm. easy person to work with who is a more enjoyable person to work with and that brings me to the third point which is actually having fun Mm. you know i i go into these meetings where everybody is like yeah so next slide yeah this doesn't look good and and i'll put some music mm. you know i i'll change the mood i'll change the mood even in zoom meetings these days you know we, i sometimes say let's start with a with a you know the story mm. and 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 it just people people forget to have fun right and okay. i think fun at play is extremely extremely crucial mm. and it be- it becomes easier then you know suddenly i have never met this guy before i'm meeting for the first time he sees me doing a funny thing is like either this guy is crack or he is awesome okay. and mostly i have seen that they tend towards awesome there are some cases where people find me like over the top huh. yeah which is okay which is which is <laughs> which i am sometimes and that's <laughs> that's perfectly fine so so these are things which should bring but where do you draw the line though also right like because like th- there shouldn't be a cases where people walk over you right just because you're always yes standing right where do you draw that line so let me let me clarify about yes and yes and doesn't mean that you will say yes to everything mm. yes and means you understand at least about empathy okay the deeper understanding of yes and is I, if i say uh, this this cup that you have is pretty interesting and you say i have no cup this mm. is air what are you talking about this is nobody mm. but if you say 
yeah this cup is i don't find it very interesting though so you said no to my interesting bit mm. but you still accepted my reality you still in a way yes and it so okay, now translate to a uh, you know a professional setting yeah professional setting if i say you know uh, mr a i made these two concepts mm. of uh, you know user login so this is how the user login is there and this is how the user login is there and uh, so if he says uh, you know this is shit this mm. is completely uh, not good and uh, and i say yes yes this is shit this is completely not good in fact both are not good in fact i am not good i should leave this is not what i am saying i am saying okay you don't find it good mm. okay it has hurt me of course it it is not that i'll not get hurt by a comment like that but but i accepted that he has not liked it i yes and to it i say okay you haven't liked it let's let's maybe understand more why you didn't like okay. so it suddenly it changes the, because i have yes and it to him mm. he didn't like it if i say okay so what do you want me to do this one or like is visible on my face i am not happy i am not agreeing to you but because you are my boss i need to accept one of like your opinion instead i'm saying okay you didn't like it mm. i acknowledged it you didn't like it maybe there's something which you don't like so let's talk about it it okay. it melts the other person down it makes them realize that i can take such a reaction and i can in fact make sense out of it so it just makes me powerful instead of weak so yes ending does not mean saying yes to every everything it means yes to the reality mm. accepting the reality being empathetic that that ceo of yours might have thousand things to on his plate mm. he had this 5 minutes to look at your work in which he had to quickly give an opinion he has given that opinion right don't react to it okay. it's like instead agree to that fact that he might be tired his opinion might not be best right now but mm. he has said he doesn't like it except that he has not liked it there might be some merit in it mm. that's how i would like to twist it the second thing which which is very common is let it let it go you know sometimes i just let it go okay which is again uh, a big thing in improv right you you go and do a scene in bombs mm. and sumit is there in this list and he would remember we did a bali prov night dude in <laughs> the the middle of the show i had sweat <laughs> like <laughs> I think it's working out. It's like what the fuck is going on here, uh, and uh, and that's that's what it is. But but we tried our best. It was a horrible show. We accepted, uh, but we need to try it again. We need to go back, accept failure. It's fine. Let it go. It it hurt for a while, but then it's fine. Okay. So it's like uh, yeah, it's, that's also very important. Just let it go. It's okay. Okay. Uh, now as. uh okay i just a follow up question for that because we're talking about applied improv like i just want to know the examples how you have used the principles of improv in building the teams which you have built so far in different domains so like how was the process and everything that's a, uh, yeah very very good question uh not everything i've learned like there have been things i've learned there mm. and those which have come here as well so Uh, because designers are people who are very emotional designers are people who are very uh, you know sometimes in their zone and they're not going to work like everybody else so somebody gets up at 11 that person will get up at 11 and might not agree to get up early that's fine so uh, again from there i've learned a lot about <clears throat> managing uh, emotional people and and 
and vulnerabilities because for example if i have a team and some people are not getting to go on stage in you know in that particular show and you have to kind of manage that bit as well that organization bit and i think i've learned a lot in terms of handling uh, design teams and what i've realized is there are two things which work for me and and it's criss crossing between two so i'll just talk about them and you can uh, so one is i trust till i cannot trust so it's like i would put my bets on that person or you know completely put my faith in that team member or either in in prog or uh, in design and let them break my trust otherwise i will trust completely 80 to 85% of my decisions like this have been successful so mm-hmm. there is merit in believing that people want to work hard there is merit in believing that people really like what they are doing if you give them obviously the right ambience to work into it so so that's how i i let it be so it's like i trust you uh till you break my trust even if today is the first day and that gives everybody a lot of empowerment and feeling ki yaar we can do whatever yeah this guy trusts me and that in fact help helps them to trust me because i am trusting them with almost everything that i have and when once you see that uh, commitment from somebody uh coming towards you it it you get rewarded at the end and so that's something that, sorry sorry go ahead go ahead no i was saying that was something that uh, i don't know where i learned first but it has uh, worked for uh, for different design teams okay all right i mean in econ we call it good tit for tat you know like the nash equilibrium game theory mm-hmm. that's the strategy that gives you always the optimal result okay good tit for tat which means you start off with trusting the other person mm-hmm. and then if you screws you over then you take the alternate step okay yeah um like how much will you lose like you know correct, correct. yeah it's it's much better to to give that space and and uh, credibility to people up front okay quick questions now okay rapid fire or right so best purchase under rupees 5000 that had a positive impact in your life uh nid entrance exam uh, yeah registration form <laughs> okay nid okay what's the book or books you are given most as a gift mm. yeah so it's it's actually two authors but the first top author is ruskin bond okay uh, he's somebody that i have admired all my life mm. and the second guy is khushban singh i know he's he's like a character who's uh, who has had different opinions about how he writes but i loved his writing he was like bindas he was he didn't care what people thought about him funny side up is the book funny side up by ruskin bond okay awesome mm How has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? You have a favorite failure of yours. Mm. So I talked about the improv bit, but professionally, I think I had a strange stint with Zomato, okay, which, uh, which really helped me learn a lot of things. Ah, okay. Now I see why it's not on your LinkedIn profile. Okay. So if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, right? What would it say and why? yeah it would uh, it would say uh, be positive and work very hard uh, being positive would come first mm. then keep on working hard you'll get whatever you feel like it's like it's magic after that okay so we are going to design a poster like that and we'll put it up okay all right do you have any unique habits that has helped you be more productive or be more disciplined uh yeah i think i uh, my endurance and my coming back at it like again and again like i'm pretty diligent with my with my work so that that helps me okay ascending to ceo saying no this is shit come back with another design 
Yeah. Okay, great. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, that, this is very interesting. Uh, do you remember the inflection point when you decided to do what you're doing right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was it was during my internship. Uh, after my first college of graduation, I went to railways to work, and there uh, I heard this conversation by some NID folks about uh, coaches being redesigned. And that was the inflection point because that's the moment I realized where uh, that even colors could make money. So you know, talking about colors could make money, and uh, that's where it started really for me to look out for NID. What does it mean? Uh, yeah. And okay, so that's on professional on this side, the improv side. The first time you heard about improv, so it was when I went to Seattle. I okay, think that's, that's where I realized the real power of uh, of improv comedy as such. Mm. Uh, playback sounds very serious, so yeah. so it was a, okay. <laughs> Snail will say playback sounds very artistic. Mm. Okay, how do you pick yourself up when you're down? Do you read? Do you like sleep it off? Do you work out, or do you improvise? What do you do? I don't work out that much, so, as you can see. Uh, I, I sleep over it. So there's a saying which I keep repeating to myself, which is, "Raat ki baat kabi sach nahi hoti. Subah koi na koi hal zaroor nikalaega." Which means that don't try to solve it then and there. Everything it will not get solved. There is no way. Wait for the right time and then solve it. It will get solved. So it's like you know, wait till the morning. It shall pass. Okay. What advice would you give to a smart, driven college student about to enter the real world? Be real, keep real. Like you know, maintain your ethics as far as you can in whatever you choose. Uh, set set high standards. And what should they ignore? What advice should they ignore? Lethargy. They should avoid people who bring uh, bring them down and make them lazy and uh, you know negative. Okay. And if you had to choose one. You know, one important thing about improv, and one other performance art that you have tried. Just one thing, okay? One characteristic that you like about improv. I know we talked about the tenets and other things. Amongst the three, four things that you talked about improv, or anything else that comes to your mind right now. It's 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 yeah. It's it's uh, it's a community feeling. It's okay. Feeling of uh, which brings people together mm. and. Talking honestly, being honest, getting together—we all need communities, and I think improv is such a beautiful community maker that. And I've experienced it in the last three years that we have been uh, working in NCR, uh, Delhi area. It's been beautiful. It's magical the way people connect. Okay, lovely. So I'm done with my questions. I'm gonna like let other people ask. There was one question that came out in our WhatsApp group, which was. One million followers or a million dollars? What would you choose right now in the state that you're in in your current life? Can I ask for both? Or <laughs> no. Yeah, you can't yes and sure. You have to pick one. <laughs> followers, man, definitely. Um, I am such a huge community freak, and, okay. and even now in these Zoom times, if you see me, I'll be like roaming around Facebook to you know different uh, Oslo Improv Group, uh, Moscow Improv Group, and. And we're trying, and and people there as well are really reaching out. Mm. And let me plug here. So we have yeah, a yeah, yeah, <laughs> so on thirty first, in which top nine teams of India are participating, and you should come and watch it. The ticket is just for ninety nine rupees. It oh, doesn't get better than this. Mm. So we have ICB folks, two teams from ICB as well. Uh, so yeah, so it's so it's so it's wonderful the opportunity to really connect uh, on. Awesome. All right, uh, questions, guys. So the people sending me separately. 
any ideas on inspiration and dealing with creative blocks hmm this is giving me a creative block <laughs> <laughs> let's see how you come out of that <laughs> uh, i think it's fear of failure okay it's it's uh, it's fear of failure fear of looking stupid mm-hmm. so and and thankfully uh, the profession that i belong to makes me feel like that every day so because we need to go ahead and say there are three three ways of doing this mm. and people will say it's all bullshit yeah then you go back then you come back it's like you know it's like you create a new thing no it doesn't work you bring it back again so it's like ingrained in us to to be okay with that kind of feedback as well and uh, so so it's and in so for example i give you a very, uh, very recently this uh, the girl in my team who presented a concept in a very theatrical way now we are in olx and it's a corporate scenario and she she presented in a very theatrical way as if i am a user and you know then i go like this then i do this and i'll have this and everybody was zapped and i was like nobody expected this now what happens and people were overawed people were overawed this could have gone either ways this could have gone like really bad is like ki ye kya kar diya matlab what what has happened just now but it it appealed to people uh, at some sense that you know this person is trying really hard to convey you a role play model where how the people are going to use it this girl wasn't afraid to try that out and i really really respect that and it's not just theater it's like anybody who is trying out things where he's or she is okay to fail I love it. I love it. Be always okay to fail. Like you know, we are trying this. This is the first time you are trying it. This this format. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't failed yet. Yeah. <laughs> Be okay to fail. I'm not saying fail. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, any other questions? Sanchu, Josephine, Pratna, Ansla, Shiva. Ha. So, uh, Ankur, uh, one more thing. Like, uh, like a improv group or anything. so uh, so we need to be welcoming to everybody and make sure that everybody listen to so how do you ensure that happens even in your teams in professional settings do you have uh, a way to pass that on teach that skill so that everybody listens to and everything is acknowledged do you have some mechanism for that so a team is a team man the team could be a design team and a team could be an improv team and uh, uh it's easier in improv to adjust because obviously uh, that's not a scenario where i'm dealing with here it's just like more in control whereas in a corporate scenario there are so many things to answer there are there there are ratings which will happen and you know there are no ratings in an improv group you don't rate people it it does become tough so i i'll not be dishonest with you to say that you know it's all easy you might take the same learnings to my design team and it works perfectly it doesn't always because there are so many uh, other layers in a corporate scenario but what i do carry is give them chances give everybody chances so there's a there's a person who is not being able to perform uh, at the best sometimes then i try that you know i am not a direct manager state for example for some time maybe that works similarly with somebody somebody else i would say in improv do do scenes with somebody else you know maybe this person and then we try to do scenes with with those people and not do with me because sometimes people get overawed by working with me directly in fact even in scenes i've seen that because i'm teaching first and then i'm going in the scene with that person he's like oh ab iske saath mein scene karunga so it's like you know it's a different different so i'll have to judge and see okay maybe that's not good for the person who's joining in 
uh, he needs or she needs to work with somebody else for a while. And those are things which I try here as well. So these are some overlaps. But saying that a corporate scenario involves a lot more layers and uh, things which which are not there in an improv scenario. So uh, again, much more open to failure in an improv scenario than say a corporate scenario because there's money involved, is stakes which are very very different uh, than say an improv show. Okay, so there are three questions in the chat. Okay, first one is related to money. Um, so we'll start with that because uh, there was a failure in terms of the theater group. Of course, the production cost was high, you know, and people are not paying. So Prancha asked, like, what are some of the things that you have learned about uh, people's habit of paying or paying less or being satisfied, etc., for shows like improv theater, etc.? Yeah, it's even harder in this part of the country. Uh, in Delhi. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, I I am not the right person to comment on the complete culture of it, but but you know in Gurgaon, for example, mm. there is no proper theater. Mm. In a city like Gurgaon, which has the highest per capita income in the country, has no theater, and I am just. But even when I say this, it makes me feel horrible. Mm. So so you know when you are in that scenario, what do you really do, and uh, how will you earn from this? So. You're never going to really make a lot of money in this. Mm. Always accepting that fact. Okay. And uh, it starts with that fact that money is not going to be the main thing. Mm. Going to be the joy of it. It is going to be other things, right. but it is not going to be the primary drive for it. And deal with it. Like you know, accept. It. So okay. that's what I've done, kind of, uh, with improv. That improv will never be able to generate a lot of money, at least not for the next ten years. Okay. Uh, hope. Like Bangalore is leading, definitely. Bangalore, uh, there are teams which have gone completely professional. Uh, we are still amateur in that way. We are all have day jobs, mm. and I think that that is the way to go for a while. Uh, but but the scenes are changing. Let's see. Let's hope that it, it changes. Well, would you do it though? Like if given a choice, would you do just improv uh, like throughout your day, or you still want something to balance it out? No, I want something to balance it out. You so, want right? Huh. Okay. Because because see, uh, design is something that I'm really passionate about as well. Right. right. And, and it's the joy of building a product and seeing mm. it's in somebody's hand. Okay. It's also like a show. You, know, okay. you, you create a show, it goes out, people like it. You make a product, it goes into somebody's hand. Somebody writes a review about it. We love it. Uh, the, the the technicalities are different in both zones. The, the stakes are very different. But no, why? No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> has its own fun element. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. So Josephine's question was the one that I also had in mind, which is, so uh, like you were saying, you know, it's it's very easy to start this community, right? But how do you sustain it for a long term? It is tough. Mm. Do you it have any plans? It takes it takes toll on us to really do that. I have thankfully a few friends in the group who work very hard. Uh, with with me on this mm. and, and without I think that kind of support but somehow I've also felt uh, Josephine and and uh, is is that uh, in this journey I've met such nice people as well mm. and and uh, it's because my intention is pure and when I connect with somebody that intention is kind of accepted they come out honestly and then we move ahead so we have a pretty strong community now. I think we have we have more than 1,200 followers, likes on uh, Facebook. I don't know is that big or not, but but that's pretty okay because we do get people in our shows. We do get 
uh, you know that support that we are looking at we don't we don't have a show where there are no people so there are always these people who are turning up supporting us the audience also there's, there's some audience which comes repeats uh, as a repeat audience as well but yeah it's tough you need to keep doing something every weekend that uh, you have to have something on the weekends uh, definitely you need to keep sending you know some event something something should always be happening something where anybody can participate something which people can get inspired from mm. so it's like you have to kind of make that balance whereas you do a great show where people can get inspired from and then you also have these open jams which we have every again a plug in every saturday free online improv jams uh, 7 to 8 pm so it's it's day after tomorrow you have to send us a dm yeah <laughs> coming back so it's like you know you need to do all these things and there is nobody there's no digital marketer in the team we right. do it ourselves Right. And I learned this thing from Chris Mead. Chris Mead is again a great improv teacher, a young guy, and he was talking about that. You know, we as uh, freelancers, improvisers, designers, whatever, we need to divide our minds into two parts, which is like the manager part and the execution part. Mm. So, you know, it's okay to create those posters. Be okay with that. You know, be okay with sending messages, WhatsApp, uh, because sometimes we feel irritated. Yeah, really, I'm the founder, man. I have to do everything. So it's like, no, you have to. You have to, so do that in two hours, eight hours. Keep for execution. So it's yeah. like you know, balance it out and and be okay with it because that's the only way you will. So it's a lot of endurance, uh, I think, diligence uh, that people put in. Mm. Okay, lovely. Uh, Shiva, uh, this is more like a comment. Really like the concept of offer. How do we react and respond when the offer is not returned in both the improvised life? <laughs> uh that's a good one it happens all the time uh it happens on the training of the other person or the the, the innate character of the person as well but i've seen those people realizing this when you tell them what just happened so for mm. example if it's an improv scenario if i tell them this thing they're like oh yes i could have actually yeah mm. i didn't realize that so it's just that it's a moment of realization thoughtful people will actually sleep over it and use it uh people who are not thoughtful will keep making the same mistakes again we have some people in the group who will come again and will always kill your offer and then slowly people don't want to work with them too often <laughs> because because you know that you know, this person is going to kill the scene uh, we need to somehow explain them that that you need to accept it so so yeah i think it's it's just something that uh, we need to explain and once the person understands i think it's something which is which is understood mm. it is understood that this was an offer you know you were you were making an offer you didn't accept it and and when you look at it in terms of design we have a lot it's called we have critique sessions in our design reviews so there's a designer who is presenting something and it's the way you speak about it it's the way you review that design uh, if you make an offer it's like you know that's constructive criticism also in some ways yeah yeah so yeah i'm making an offer again i am saying that uh, you can say no this is not good but you can do like this and this is also yes ending to some degree Mm. rather than saying this won't work and that won't work i don't think this will work go to hell <laughs> if you don't think it tell me how will it work what do you think really about it and, mm. and it's like uh, sometimes you can also take the offer for example hey you you had to say that thing you remember you had to say that thing to me and you are so eager to hear that offer that the person yeah yeah you are the best person in the world thank you you did it you did it again and it's like so you actually put your hand inside that person and took it out ah try it try that as well uh, for example in a critique session say uh, vikas uh, 
I, I I would love to have your feedback on how to improve this concept. Mm. Actually, you are you already preparing that person in his head to give a positive feedback in some way. So you can prep this up as well. You can get offers out as well. Okay, great. Okay, so going back to this community point because I just had this thing. We, we, yesterday we were talking about this whole concept of uh, creating this space, uh, you know, community as a safe space. Okay, so we tried to define that. Okay, which we kind of failed, but like it's a continuous conversation that we have realized, right? So every Wednesday we are going to be having that conversation. Now the point is, should we have some kind of rules? you know uh, though we call it a safe space but it doesn't really mean that anyone can do what they want or say what they want right so do you have certain rules that kind of you know that either you have seen it in seattle or you have seen it in other communities or like something that you have implemented that has worked oh, yeah. you want to learn us huh. so so uh, some of the teachers are very good ethics uh, in terms of uh, mentioning these rules right and almost all professional coaches do that So mm. I would quote uh, name is Jill. She she's the education director of Unexpected Productions, and I I don't think anybody else can do a better job at this than her. Okay. Uh, she is running an online course, friends, plugging in for her. Uh, very soon, starting from June sixth. Uh, look at her courses; it's just like going to be awesome. Anyways, uh, coming back to so uh, so the way uh, she does is she'll start and she'll talk about today. Uh, you are being you are opening yourselves to us we will be talking about feedback we will be giving you feedback but remember this is about the character and the skills that you're trying to learn and not anything personal and uh, if you do not like anything that any scene anywhere you can always back out uh, so you know she's just just an aura where you where she speaks about those things at least for four or five minutes and that's a lot of time uh, to speak about rules and those just calms everybody down it's like you know it's it's uh, Yeah, it is a safe space. We are vulnerable. We are going to open up. We yeah. are going to say silly things. This yeah. is not being recorded. Uh, you know, so so I, I think it's very important to say all those things. We start. We have started doing that as well. Initially, we had very small talks, like you know, uh, which are which are around. Let's not get into spaces where we do. So they're very generic stuff. But now I've kind of made my own rules as well. But these are again rules to say we are all vulnerable mm. in this scenario. Right. So just please don't fuck up. So it's like it's more like a request, right? It's more like it goes like a like a pledge that we take, but even then things happen. So so, right. so sometimes sometimes somebody speaks a wrong word, which somebody should, we had a pedophile thing happening, and so at that moment, uh, the role of the anchor is to come and you know call it a scene or change it or because shit can happen, and when it happens, is the role of the anchor or the host of the show or the director of the show to come in and correct it. It's fine. Right. It happened. It has come out of your mouth. Something which which happens. Yeah, it's it's improv at the end of the day. I might say something which is completely insane, but I have said it. I I actually will regret it. But at this moment, I don't know what to do as an actor. I have made that mistake. So mm. either I correct it myself, uh, which is not by saying sorry, but by you know actually continuing the scene or coming back, whichever path you take, or the director to come and say and see, let's move on to the game and and just. You know, just take it forward from there, and then later, uh, after every show, you need to talk to you and you talk about it. Guys, that scene was not uh, something that we want to do. Right. We are a family-oriented group, and, and actually, right. we are. Uh, uh, and I was talking to Anvesh earlier that you know my daughter is the is my uh, most religious audience. She yeah. comes for every show. She sits in the front, just kind of filtering everything that <laughs> I 
can ever say so so you know so it's kids come and watch our watch our shows and regularly right. regularly because parents come in they can't drop the kids somewhere sometimes we just play for them as well a couple of scenes just for kids and so so i don't feel the need to do any joke or uh, you know something which is profane to make people laugh or i don't think we need to do that it's just a shortcut to to getting to titillating people in some ways uh ankur i just want to add uh, it has uh, so the question has some more uh, like depth to it we are building a space so that people can collaborate it's just not limited to improv so so taking the risk involves vulnerability and uh, we sh- we want to ensure that that happens so that people can fail bravely like uh, even if they fail they that hurt won't be much like so that's how the intention is so do you have something to add here to build a safe space which just improv community hisab se nahi but in general so that they can create lot of stuff mm, sure sure so i think there's so yeah so as i said we have no big theater in in gurgaon but there are these small small cafes joints uh, hobby places which have opened up for people like us to come and perform and and we go to these spaces we do uh, shows there and and a lot of people are going there to show as well so there are these jams these are nights and i think bangalore is so beautiful with that bangalore is so accepting in that way that i can go and watch somebody and not be very very overly critical about it that you know it's it's like i try you try we all trying and and let's be appreciative of each other in this uh, trying of, of what we are trying to do and so the way to go is you know fixed days where open mics give people a chance to uh, to perform without paying for example or paying very minimal so that they can they don't it doesn't pinch them uh, be very open to people who work and not just be open to uh, and and be okay with mediocrity at times it's fine a lot of times we don't want mediocrity and you know we as people who are judging or, or you know, who are sitting around we be like uh, let's not have him here <laughs> be let it be that person might have its own that's what again the zomato thing the person might have his own uh, thing right and even we might not realize today and tomorrow he might have a following there are people like that mm. so, which means <laughs> i would have thought that you know what crap is he doing and then suddenly he has great marketing skills man he, he right. does it yeah. and, and and that's awesome so mm. so i think that's where we as a community builder need to be patient and this is a tough task right you will will not earn you will not really get anything out of it except the pleasure of creating a community which is not a small pleasure by the way uh, but remember that you're in this for a long time as well mm. uh, let it not be a short term thing because it won't work any which way yeah. short, this is not going to work any which way right it has to be a long term thing and i think you guys are in it for a long term hopefully and and, and it will crack somewhere it will, it will, and where you will start making money somewhere mm-hmm. and, and it become it makes more sense then awesome Yeah, it's amazing actually <laughs> uh, i crave for creating characters and living that which are in my head <coughs> to come out and yeah, feel yeah. how it feels to be that absolutely so um all right boss thanks a lot this was really 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 interesting thank you so much all right boss thank you thanks a lot thank you so much ankur thank you good night